everybody to Bliss Fully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and I am joined as always by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelsey and Kendra. Howdy! Hello! So today, Kendra, I understand we have some updates. (laughs) Not even (laughs) updates, really. Like, a whole new thing has happened. Since last we spoke of Fanexus. Fanexus? Yeah, Fanexus, if you'll remember, is aiming to be a, a social media platform site app for fandom, combining like the content hosting capabilities of AO3 along with the social media element of a Twitter or a Tumblr or a live journal. Yeah, it is currently in the closed beta phase, and boy howdy does it have a lot of drama around it with the people who are working on it and trying to bring it to fruition. Uh, Last time we talked about how they kicked off Pro Shipper number one for stuff that didn't even happen on Fanexus, stuff that happened on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, now there's been... There's been more drama llama, and this one is a bit of a doozy. Uh, it's also got nothing really to do with fandom. It's just sort of like interpersonal communication problems. But it is relevant, I figure, because these are the people who will theoretically be moderating the the Fenexus experience whenever <laughs> whenever that goes live. So t- to me, this is all worth talking about. Did you know it has like a, a lady mascot, a little lady robot mascot? I have seen that now, yes. I was, uh, yeah, I had to Google to come up with something for that stupid thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> the thumbnails I spend way too much time making. Mm-hmm. And I just, not only did it exist and there was already the uh, smut of it, I was just... Yes. Ah. <laughs> Sometimes the internet's great. Well, it's like back in the Dizzy when people were shipping Tumblr and 4chan. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah! Everything old is new again, baby. Wow. It's sad that I look back at that now as good old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh god, someone had, like, the Tumblr girl and the Facebook girl, and yeah. they, they were also shipped together. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah! Yeah, people, people love their internalized misogyny. So the whole dragging people for claiming that they're not like other girls was in full effect. Mm, oh, right. Uh, yeah, that too. So because we hate women who dislike feminine gender roles, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they had Tumblr being like like a sad, bookwormy, emo girl. And then Facebook was like a preppy blonde with a short skirt and all that. And they were girlfriends. And mm-hmm. like that was the joke, I guess. Yeah, that was... There's no punchline, really. Simpler times, baby. <laughs> oh my god. So, <laughs> so, Kendra, take me on this journey. Okay, basically, to start, there has been some drama llama at the, the Fanexus mod team closed beta group uh, lately. Several people have left after having dramatic flameouts with the, the mod team and the people kind of putting together this closed beta. And... Fanexus has not, to my knowledge, addressed any of this publicly. It's all been addressed on, like, their closed Discord. So these screen caps from this Discord leaked, and now people are, you know, saying their takes because that's what we do nowadays on the internet. I feel 
the best way to start would be that I gotta lay out this cast of characters, or else you're not gonna know what I'm talking about here. And also, I'm going to endeavor to get everyone's, like, pronouns and name correct, but I don't know any of these people personally. Some of them don't list their names or gender slash pronouns at all. So I've gotten, I've collected them where I can. Some people don't have them. So I'm just also referring to some people by their like Twitter handles, but that's what I got. So this is just me doing my honest best effort to get everyone's information right. Okay, so there's Morse, who is the head mod of Fanexus, who had, I guess, a falling out with one of their, their staff. And we'll circle back to all that, but that's that's an important name to remember. They're the head mod. They seem to coordinate a lot of other jobs. Keep that name in mind. There is Puppy slash Steel. They go by Puppy on Twitter. Uh, they go by Steel in the, the Fanexus Discord screenshots that I've seen. They are the person who left slash was forced out of their role in Fanexus. Reasons for such differ. <laughs> it's a murky situation. I have now read people's takes on both sides. I don't think anyone did their best work here, <laughs> personally. Uh, but we'll we'll dive back into it. So, yes. Puppy is the, is the person who was in a PR position at Fanexis, who kind of flamed out and left and felt bullied and ganged up on by the mod team. There is Poetic Calamity, that's the name of their Twitter account. They don't have any gender pronouns that I know of. They're a former alpha tester, and they're the person who initially spoke out about Puppy's experience at Puppy's request. I'll be referring to their Twitter thread a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Thoughtful Fandom, don't know their name or gender pronouns. Uh, they are co-founder of Fanexus. They put together like like a counter thread of counter accusations against Puppy, trying to oh. demonstrate that their behavior was not necessarily professional or they were not as big of a victim as they were trying to make themselves seem to be. It's weird because it seems very personal and not at all like mm. like a professional fucking company like addressing some complaints <laughs> that a former employee has made. But again, we'll come back to it. Just keep it in mind. <laughs> I will be referring to their thread a lot as well. There is Brandy, a site admin. They're someone who moderated a lot between Puppy and Morse when they were having, like, their disagreements slash miscommunications. And there's two other mods named Toxin Wolf who show up in these screen caps a lot, too. Are we, are we with me so far? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm following. <laughs> this is the story of Puppy and how they feel they were bullied and harassed and eventually to the point where they had to leave Fanexus and their their main beef appears to be with Morse, but there's a lot of real childish bullshit going on around here. Okay, so apparently this all went down in October. The flame out and then the leaving and then the whatever. <laughs> whatever happened, happened in October. <laughs> so Puppy had been the public relations manager of Fanexus since July of 2020, since July of this year. And apparently by October, the mod group was realizing that they weren't wanting to keep Puppy in that role, because what the mod group claim, what Fanexus's 
you know, thoughtful fandom Twitter account claims is that they were very unprofessional. They, they couldn't separate criticism of their work from like a personal attack. They kept trying to pit mods against one another. All of this, they repeatedly, and like I've, I've seen these screen caps, this is true. They were having kind of like emotional breakdowns in the mod discord. Oh. And when people were like, Hey man, like take a break. <laughs> like this isn't healthy for you and it's not helpful for us. They were like, no, I gotta, I gotta die on this hill or whatever. <laughs> so apparently behavior like that had led them to uh, consider transferring Puffy to a different, a different position of some kind. What did they do? They were just a mod. Uh, no, they were a PR manager. Okay. So from what I understand, uh, Puppy feels that they were really overworked and assigned duties that were like not in their job description, not in their scope of expertise, and that felt like they couldn't voice concerns or like a difference of opinion on anything without getting ganged up on by the mods. And eventually, we'll dig into what happened later, but eventually, Puppy themselves, like, leaves the mod discord and stuff, like, of their own volition. Okay, so, like, around the 25th of October, apparently Puppy leaves the beta community server and the mod server of their own accord. Like, whether as, like, an emotional step or, like, them finally quitting their job, I don't know. They apparently leave of their own, their own volition, and so in order to protect Fanexis and the company, all of their access is immediately revoked to all of their, like, documents and sheets and forms and the Discord server and the alpha uh, site, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Makes sense. Puppy freaks out a little bit about that. Like, I'm going to read you the exact DM that uh, they sent to other members of the mod team and to, to Brandy because they were citing this as, like, further exclusion on the mod team's part. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is a dm that puppy slash steel sent to others on the mod team it was honestly a momentary slip i talked things out with my friend for the last few hours and the issue today was more compounded it was a sustained feeling of not being allowed to do my job and like i tried everything i could to get this resolved but like my stress just boiled over and i'm really not comfortable uh, with how people were talking about me after that, or the way Morse represented me. I don't want to step down. I want to resolve these issues before they become an issue for someone else, not just for me. I just want someone in my corner, honestly. It feels less like people caring about my well-being and more like people don't want me there. From what I've experienced and observed, Morse essentially bullied me out of my position with the help of name redact, Morse has constantly showed uh, inappropriate and unprofessional behavior, as well as hurtful and aggressive behavior. So they basically want to be like, no, I take it back. Hmm. They're kind of leaving of the Discord. Whether their reasons are valid or not, they want a do-over for their <laughs> leaving of the Discord. Hmm. Okay. So I guess we should get into the disagreement, as it were, that led to this falling out. Yeah, in the screen caps, Puppy is going on about how, like, exhausted they are, how, how it's too much work, how they can't keep up, and people are responding with, you know, like, hey man, like, be cool, 
Like, you don't have to catastrophize everything. We're okay. We're all working hard and stuff. And there's something. I don't know what it is. But Puppy and Morse have a disagreement over some kind of feature. The screen cap doesn't say what it is. The tweet also doesn't say what this announcement is. But uh, Puppy says, I think it will turn everyone off. Morse says, it's already been out over all of our socials, and they've had no backlash. Steel slash Puppy says, I can foresee that being a big reason why people don't want to sign up, unfortunately. Oh, no, wait, I know what this was. This was, you can have, like, paid aliases. Like, you can spend money to Fenexus. Fenexus, by the way, for-profit company. Not... Not an AO3 style non-profit. This is, they want to make a profit off of this sort of, you know, hosting other people's content and the, like, interactive features of the site, I guess. Oh. And so, yeah, Puppy thinks this is a bad idea. They keep saying, this is a bad idea, I don't like it, don't think it'll be good. They're really pushing that they, they think this will kill the site somehow. They say, on the 15th of October... That might be good, but honestly, like, even then, I think it's not a good idea. That's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say. Because all other sites offer free aliases. We are unique in a lot of ways. However, I don't think people will like it. I feel like we're going to get a lot of backlash from that. Morse replies, The thing is, you can have different aliases without different accounts. That's not the case for Twitter or Discord at the moment. Right now, the project is self-funded by our admins. Once the beta launches, we are going to do a Kickstarter to get more features and sustain the project. After that, we will move to a freemium model. So you can pay to use premium features, basically, which mm-hmm. is like, it's not great, but that's no. the business model they've chosen. Fine. Like, we can, we can argue whether or not that's a good idea, but it's <laughs> the thing they've chosen. Well, Discord has a premium option. So did LiveJournal back in the day. Like, there and were I paid, accounts paid, and paid for accounts. it. Yeah. <gasps> I had a paid account on LiveJournal. Like, that's not totally unheard of. It's just, they say, the basic sites, functions, uh, everything you need to maintain a fandom presence will be free, says Morse. So to me, mm-hmm. it sounds a lot like the LiveJournal model, where LiveJournal is totally usable as a free website. If you pay, you just get extra shit like you get to have more dumbass icons and stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's all i wanted yeah steel slash puppy uh counter argues that people will just make a new account and have as many aliases as they want honestly i think we definitely should have some premium features but like paid aliases uh i think would be controversial enough to sync the site so I don't know. They're saying they, they're getting into it over this. This is just a disagreement that they're having on a feature of the site that they are clearly not seeing eye to eye on. Hmm. And so then there was this, this interaction in early September where, again, Puppy is, is stating that they don't think this thing is a good idea. Basically, they have let a new account join the beta that Puppy doesn't think is a good idea. Okay, so apparently someone has been banned from the beta... And Puppy is worried that they're just going to make a new account and rejoin and stuff. And so uh, they say, what if he uses one of his friends as a proxy? Morse replies, for what? We're not going to be talking about him. It's not like there's a message that shows publicly when we ban him. Puppy replies, we've let in other accounts that are new. Morse responds, okay, what do you want us to do then? Because I'm not seeing a good answer here. You're shooting down attempts to remove him while getting worried because we're not removing him fast enough. What can we do? Which, 
while short and maybe a little frustrated, to me, very clearly expresses the problem that they're having. Yeah. It seems like there's nothing they can do to make Puppy happy about removing this person because they also don't want them removed because that will be suspicious or cause backlash or something. Okay, so after that, um, Puppy goes to the site admin, Brandy, to complain about this, basically, the way Morse treated them. And they say, okay, Morse kind of snapped at me in mod, the mod discord, but I don't know what to do. I didn't know that, like, we only added young accounts if they were vouched for. I was already panicking and just trying to point out a potential issue, not shoot anyone down. To be honest, I think Morse hates me for challenging them. They're accusing me of rushing when, like, I don't know, I'm anxious to get him out of here, uh... But at the same time, I need to point out a problem. If I see one, I just feel upset. Yikes. Brandy responds, I think they just want you to offer solutions rather than consistently pointing out problems. Uh, Puppy says, I can't be the mod here and, like, I can't help it. I want people to be warned of issues. So, yeah, it seems to me that uh, some accusations of a lack of professionalism are perhaps warranted. On Puppy's behalf, I don't necessarily think that their dealing with Puppy and Puppy's concerns was particularly transparent and or graceful, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so these are the issues that, like, people are having with Puppy. They are basically came here to have a good time and they're feeling very attacked right now. Uh-huh. And that's more or less, like, the claim that continues to be made. So to, uh, to give some... To give some of Puppy's perspective on this, uh, they claim that they were they were just overloaded with work that had nothing to do with sort of their area of expertise. Uh, among these things, they claim that they had to remind the FanX's staff to post on Twitter, make a support Twitter, follow basic rules and guidelines, call meetings and review policy detail, structure meetings and topics, not to post incendiary or mocking tweets. Uh, uh give updates, uh, give guidance to new moderators, enact any sort of training program to new moderators, uh, resolve intermod issues. It sounds like they had no policy on how to handle, like, workplace disputes. And, you know, that's bad Mm -hmm. for when when you want to be an important, take us seriously company. You should, you know, not mock your employees openly on a discord imagine yeah and so despite the fact that uh puppy wasn't a mod they they feel that they got a lot of mod responsibilities pushed onto them and uh, (laughs) this goes back and forth for a while so now it appears that puppy has decided that morse has a grudge against them and despite other mods telling them repeatedly that's not the case they won't hear it Also, in fairness, it appears that Morse has a grudge against them. (laughs) That's not an outrageous thing to be worried about at this point. I get Morse being perhaps frustrated with their working ethic slash style, but it's not a great look. So at this point, Puppy goes to another mod, Tox, to TOX, to try and, I don't know, resolve this dispute that has sprung up between the two of them. On the 17th of October... Tox says, I don't really know how to help. I feel like nothing I do will be good good enough. 
Puppy replies, talks with respect, you are like a head mod, and I'm not emotionally available right now to be the one to give you a pep talk, you know, I'm sorry. Talks replies, I'm not asking for a pep talk, I'm saying anything I do as a head mod won't be undermined by the fact that a lot of emotions are caught up in this. Puppy replies, I think there needs to be firm boundaries on how Morse talks to others, and they need to be responsible for their behavior. They can weigh in on things, but they need to allow others to speak, especially people like me, who are more fragile right now. Underline. Uh, Morse has on multiple occasions pushed me to tears because they were so aggressive to me. Now, this is in, this is in contradiction to puppies claim on their own account that, that says they prefer to be talked to bluntly and like, like they prefer to have things put in bald, plain terms so that they can mm. better understand what people want from them. So this, I don't know, this seems like a really contradictory uh, statement to me, but keep that in mind. Puppy goes on, I did everything everyone told me to do, and I tried my absolute best to work hard and do what needed to be done, but I, but it was never enough. Who else am I supposed to go to? I went to Brandy, I tried to talk to Morse, Maya got themselves involved because no one in higher management is doing anything when it isn't their job. What am I supposed to do, Talks? Just shut up and not say anything? Like, what, ugh, whatever, whatever I did... To make all of you hate me, I apologize, and I'm sorry for anything I did. I don't know what it was or what I've done because no one told me, but I'm sorry. Tox replies. <laughs> you don't need to turn up on the guilt trip when it takes me longer than a minute to fucking respond. I am honestly at my limit. Puppy replies, what? I literally just apologized to you. Tox replies, it doesn't feel very genuine after, quote, ugh, whatever, honestly, but fine. I'll back off. I'm very stressed right now. So that's the state of mod discourse that we're at in the Fanexus server. Who boy. Professional. Yeah, like this like this is seeming to me like a bunch of fucking high school girls, like where someone called someone else's haircut ugly and now the whole group is melting down over yeah. it. This is literally just the scene about the burn book and mean girls and we're all just gonna fucking collapse at this point. I mean I've been a manager to people who sound like this before. Yeah. I didn't care for it. I didn't get paid enough. And so also there are other, like on the mod discord, there are other instances where Puppy is is literally trying to do their job as PR manager, where like people are reaching out to them on the support Twitter, on the normal Twitter, and people are like, hey, someone reached out to our Twitter and Morris is like, it's not the support Twitter, and Puppy's like, well, which Twitter is it? And they're not, they're not saying, because, you know, that's literally Puppy's role as, like, PR manager. <laughs> yeah, so in the mod Discord, like, basically a lot of people are, are just talking over Puppy, trying to do their PR job, and, <laughs> it, yeah, basically there's instances where Puppy is being just woefully ignored in the mod discord mm. for specifically PR related you know tasks and issues and it's it is it is kind of feeling like a like a mean girls group who are like ostracizing one of the people as a like weird bonding ritual mm. you know how girls in high school <laughs> are where they just they pick a they pick a girl to like destroy yeah. to like tighten their bonds of friendship well, it's kind of like, it's the scene, it's the scene with Gretchen Wieners. Mm-hmm. 
where you where you all turn on one friend together and ruin them. So, yeah. So that you never have to worry about turning on each other. Yeah. Gross. It's like killing a hitchhiker. Yeah. And that way you all have a dark secret now that you you can never turn on one another because you all share the same crime. So yeah, it to wrap it up. It does appear that there was a lot of unprofessionalism on both the sides of the mods and on Puppy. And the fact that this company is in their closed beta phase and doesn't have a policy for dealing with, like, inter-mod disputes or, like, workplace harassment or workplace even disagreements is hugely concerning. Mm -hmm. And this further crumbles my faith in Fenexus. This is not the only event, by the way. This is just the one that's, like, most heavily documented. Mm -hmm. They had another person leave, I think, in the software developing portion of the site. Good lord. And so, yeah, Fanexus addressed all of this in a statement on their Discord, which I will get to later, because it's bad. Like, I feel like I've done... I've tried to make Fanexus's point more clearly than they are doing, because they have really not done themselves any favors in this interaction with Puppy. I have tried to make their case for them way more articulately, I think, than they have done for themselves. But the statement they put in the Discord is bad. It is cringy. Mm. So, do do we have some thoughts so far on on the, the Puppy debacle? Anything no one understands? Anything I can try and clarify? Oh no, unfortunately I understand it just perfectly. Well, so, and I know this is probably not something you would have the answer to. I know you don't have to have an HR team unless you have X amount of employees varying state by state here in the US. So I would then be led to believe that you wouldn't need that wherever they're working on this legally like on paper but do we know like at all how big this team is is it just like a small number of people or i have no idea i honestly to at this point i don't know if they've like incorporated or anything i don't know if they are a company on paper i would assume they'd have to be because they are in a like beta phase i think it's in america like it's over 50 employees and you need an HR department. I don't know if yeah. it's over 50 employees. I also don't know if they're employees yet, like if they're getting paid. That's another thing that we can delve into. Like Puppy claims that they were promised compensation and haven't been able to produce any DMs or receipts to verify that. And Thoughtful Fandom has addressed it several times saying... I have no recollection of this. This was a volunteer position. Mm -hmm. So who knows, man? It could have been a volunteer position. Ah, okay. So in Fenexus, there are like head mods and other mods. And so apparently after like things reach a boiling point with Puppy and Morse has decided that they're going to have to be removed as head of uh, PR in the like public mod forum, Morse anoints someone else acting head of PR and several of the other mods are like, this isn't a great look to, like, have this happening in the, like, in the public mod forum. This is supposed to be, like, the vent channel. This is supposed to be just, like, where we sort of, like, hang out in the break room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Startups are weird. Oh, yeah, this is, like, textbook startup drama. Yeah. 
it's just messy because it's fandom nerds. Yeah. None of us have any social skills. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no. We're really... I mean, some of us have more than others. Clearly. But, uh, not always. So yeah, so after after that happens, the public mocking of Puppy really escalates. They kind of get dogpiled on and, <laughs> and blocked by a bunch of the other mods. And so I guess that leads to, like, the snap judgment where they, they leave the Discord and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that gets them mm-hmm. locked out of, like, the FedExis documents and files and whatnot. That's a tacky look, being like, no, no, I, I didn't quit. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit. Like, that is tacky. That's what I gotta say. I, Puppy, like, I, again, for clarity's sake, Puppy claims that didn't happen. I, I don't know if that can be proven or not. I don't have access to, like, their Discord. But they said that they had no intention of leaving, that they were, like, forced out due to bullying and gaslighting. And I don't know. Like, But then again, there's that screenshot where Puppy seems to be like, no, I didn't mean it. So yeah. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was a screenshot, so... And, like, I don't want to come down too hard in favor of Fanexis. To me, it seems very much like this is a hugely unprofessional work environment. Oh, yeah. Like, when these disputes uh, arise, that there isn't some sort of process to to handle them already. It just kind of falls onto other mods who are sort of all friends with each other. So there's several conflicts of interest in resolving workplace disagreements. Yeah, this whole fan access thing seems like hot nonsense. I don't know how friendships survive shit like that. I mean, we could probably do it. Our friendship is pretty intense. Going into business together? I don't know. Listen, me? I feel like if she's seen me naked watching Reba, she she can handle a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. (laughs) Not only have you seen me at that point, you met me at that point. So I just feel like mm-hmm. we can handle anything, probably. Oh, yeah. And then there's there's more. So while they are having this, like, falling out with Morse, Puppy then goes and talks to, like, other mods, namely Tox. It seems trying to start shit, like, saying that Morse doesn't respect Tox, and that when Tox goes to confront Morse about this, or, like, share this information, they both kind of just, in their personal DMs, like, rag on Puppy a whole lot. Which is, again, not fucking professional in how... Like, I get that you are frustrated with Puppy. I don't think that their behavior reflects well on them in this work setting. But also, neither does Fanexus's. Like, the Fanexus mods are just... It's just so high school lunch table drama. It is. Like, oh my god, you can't sit with us anymore. And did you see what they said about you? Like, oh my god, let me pull up... (sighs) I mean, I stopped doing this sort of thing with my... Like, and this is a work environment! <laughs> like, it always makes me think of that there's this tweet that's like every friend group has the group chat and then the, the second group chat to rag <laughs> on the other person. Yeah. And if the, you're like, not in. Secret group chat. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not in that group chat, it's you. And I was like, nah, man, my friends are just not assholes. My friends like me, actually. <laughs> we also have, like, personal chats with just each other, but, like,. There's not a second group chat to rag on me, and I know this because all of my friends are really shitty liars. And if I had been like, hey, do you guys talk about me behind my back? They would have been like, what? Yes, no, I mean, mean, no. 
like, in fairness, I talk about how much you annoy me to your fucking face. Exactly! <laughs> my friends fucking tell me how aggravating I am to my goddamn face because they're real friends. It's because we respect you. <laughs> yeah. If, if I feel like you need to knock something off, I will tell you. Exactly! And when you feel like you don't, you'll tell me right back. Exactly! <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm not friends with people who don't tell me to shut up when I need to shut up. And again, to Fenexus's credit, I guess? Question mark? Well, I don't know. Like, in response to some of the claims Puppy is making, Puppy is very much having emotional breakdowns in the Discord a lot. And then when people are like, hey, you should take care of yourself, they don't <laughs> listen. Like, it seems a little bit performative. Yeah. Like, I don't know Puppy... I don't know what their issues are, but my workplace, like, Discord is not the place where I would be talking about how I'm about to have an emotional breakdown. I would go to my friends or healthcare workers for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not my yeah. co-workers. No. And a lot of people repeatedly, like Brandy, Morse, someone called Maya, who I wasn't able to find out who they are, repeatedly are like take care of your health, take care of your mental well-being, and I don't know if Puppy was just given too many duties to be able to do that, or, like, kept from doing their job well enough, but it seems that they are being told to relax while simultaneously being given too much stuff to do. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's a Fenexus problem, if that's a Puppy problem, if it's a combination, but the thing is for sure is that they don't seem to have a process or policy in place to to deal with these sort of disagreements once they arise. Mm. So, well, that's basically the issue with Puppy. This Puppy character is only one person, and I don't know their, their deal, but I do know Fenexus is not great at doing... What it promised to do, so I do mostly want to do my dumping on Fanexus and not a single individual. No. So. However, however messy they may have been, yeah. Fanexus should have handled that better as you know the professional environment that they claim to be. Exactly. Like I don't know those kids. They could be going through some pretty intense shit right now, and they're ignoring it or whatever. So. Yeah, puppy sounds emotionally immature if not unstable but i would definitely lay some of that blame at fenexus's feet at least for being completely unprofessional okay this is a small segment of their statement regarding puppy's departure if we now step forward in time immediately before puppy's departure it became clear to those with unspoken feelings that they were not alone in the way they felt that the problem existed the situation was untenable Something had to change. In this case, that change ended up being Puppy's departure from the moderation team. It's hard to know what would have happened differently had the problems been identified earlier. The personality clashes could certainly be handled better than they were. We're sorry that their tenure ended in such a volatile manner, and we're thankful for the contributions they made while they were here. We also don't bear any ill will toward them, and it was never our intention that they be hurt in any way. It is our belief that ultimately, Puppy's place on the moderation team was unsustainable in the long term. What ended up on Twitter are the interactions that took place at the emotionally turbulent time just prior to and after Puppy's departure. Regardless of what our or your feelings may be on Puppy's decision to post on Twitter, Responding in the way we did was the wrong decision. What we're going to do as a result. 
Our admins and the moderation team have already undertaken discussions about defining their roles more clearly and defining more rigidly what the team structure is and the responsibility of those positions. As part of those discussions, we've noted that we need to define an explicit process for how moderators can voice their concerns about other moderators or admins, especially in the cases where those concerns are with someone higher in the hierarchy. At the time of writing this statement, that process is still being developed, but it will be complete in the near future before the launch of the beta. So basically, they're admitting that they have no policy whatsoever to how to handle inter-workplace disputes. Yeah, this is not a business model. This is, this is just this a is, friend group. This is just a bunch of friends trying to run a website. Yikes. Like, and someone drew the short straw and was the ostracized one that day. And yeah, like, that's hugely concerning that they are attempting to launch a website, again, the moral stance of which is anti-bullying. Yeah. And they can't <laughs> keep their fucking mod team from this sort of behavior. Like, yeah. that's, that's incredibly disheartening. And the fact that they don't have policies for this sort of thing in place, like, before their beta launch... I, uh, uh, that's... Come that's, on, guys. Come on! That's like, just... I, I, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> like, I want you to be able to pull this off. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because why wouldn't you have something in place before even the software? Like, this is something... Like, before you're hiring people! Yeah, this is something that you need to have figured out before anybody joins your team. That's how you have to do this. You can't you can't be like, okay, I'm gonna start a business and then hire a bunch of people and then decide, oh, we should really talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. Like, no, no, this... Like, obviously, this isn't sexual harassment. I'm just trying to yes. differentiate. Harassment, harassment protocols and workplace protocols should be something created before you hire your first employee. Yeah. Like, this... there are laws around this. There exactly. are laws around hiring people and workers' rights and, you know, toxic workplace environments and harassment. And just because you're doing a cool, fun, fandom internet project doesn't mean that you're exempt from those laws. Laws that, I should add, they should probably be pretty familiar with because they're like an anti-bullying platform that's like, hey we're going to do this, like, pro-shipper type thing, anti-censorship, and, like... Anti-bullying, anti-harassment. Anti-harassment, and then they don't have any of these things set up for when they start... They haven't even opened! They haven't even opened the site yet! It's not even a site yet! It's a closed beta! It's a closed beta, and they're already falling apart, and I'm- I don't get it. I don't understand how you could be this bad at your job. And I- I say this, wanting you to win. I want you guys yes, to like, be on top. I on want it to work out for you guys. On paper, I so want Fanexus to succeed. Yeah. Because ever since Tumblr and LJ died, like, I've been missing that space. Also, side note, um, I don't know why that space currently isn't Dreamwidth. Like, Dreamwidth is everything people want, but nobody uses it, and I don't know why. Like, just, just sidebar. We should, we should plug Dreamwidth at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Go Dreamwidth. It's kind of dated, and it, has, it doesn't have, like, a cool new, like, social media app kind of look to it. But, like, man, the bones of it are there. 
The bones yeah. of it are functional, and it's been chugging along for like ten fucking years now. Anyway, that's just hugely concerning. And then there's a whole there's a whole other departure that I wasn't able to dig up anything on about uh, someone named Moro and their departure from the software end of things. Apparently there was also a lot of mocking and harassment from oh, other staff. What? I, you. Well, you know what won't mock or harass you? These ads and services. Ads! And we're back. So, I have worked for a lot of toxic bosses and in a lot of toxic workplaces. You have. And something... Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know? <laughs> that was an affirmative you have. Yeah. <laughs> something I've noticed is that if within your first two weeks other staff members are gossiping or shit-talking in front of you, it's not gonna work out. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's a bad space. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. For clarity's sake, it appears that all of the mods are volunteers. There is no, like, HR department because no one is actually an employee right now. Also, none of these mods are professional mods or, like, have experience in moderation. They're all fans who want to work on this project. Mm -hmm. And they apparently haven't had any kind of training on how to handle disagreements impartially. I don't know. That seems like it would be fucking number one on a moderation team that is for a fandom website about anti-bullying. Yeah, we should at least have one experienced person on this. But there you go! (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. You just need the one to teach the rest. God, something else I think they really need is, like, a clear chain of command. Yeah, they apparently don't have that. And, like, everyone was just kind of doing every job. Yeah, there was no, like, hierarchy, or, or like, the hierarchy was very vague, and so people didn't know, like, necessarily who they should be reporting to or who they should be going to for help. That's that's not a good look. Like, the more this happens, the more I am astounded at how well AO3 runs. Right, me too. It's incredible. Like, it's been chugging on for almost 10 years now. More than 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, AO3 launched in 2009, so it's been chugging along for 11 years now. Aww. And that's incredible that, that they operate them as, as seamlessly and amazingly as they do. Yeah, they do. Pretty fantastic, actually. And for the record, like, AO3 is also still in its beta phase. Like, AO3 has technically not launched officially. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, they host, like, over 6 million fix and works and whatever, but they are still technically in their beta phase. So even them in a non-profit uh, sector have not decided that they have officially launched yet. Yeah. Do you still have to have an invitation to make an account? I think so. I think so. I feel like I was still posting fix on DeviantArt when we met. We met, yes. Oh man, I've never posted a fic on DeviantArt. Oh, I posted fics on DeviantArt, because that's how we met. You. <laughs> well, no, that's not how we met. No, we met on Tumblr. Yeah. But I had left fanfiction.net and migrated over to DeviantArt for lack of better. Yeah, I remember, because that was in that like weird phase where LiveJournal kind of stopped being okay for fic. Because they had the strike through in 2007. Yeah, because they had the strike through, and fanfiction.net was garbage at that point. So we were we were still like struggling to find something. For the record, yes, you still need an invitation to get an Ao3 account. Yeah, 
that used to be you needed an invitation and it was like difficult to get one. Yeah, they only gave out so many. Now yeah. I think you can ask for what it says like that they give of... they give out fifteen thousand per day. Yeah. And there's yeah. currently sixty four hundred people on the waiting list. So fewer people are waiting than invitations they give out per day. Yeah. But like back in the day, like you had to know somebody who had an account who could give you an invitation. Who could give you an invitation. Yeah. And it was it was difficult. Yeah, it was like a private club. Yeah, I mean I remember I didn't have one and either you had given all yours away and you went and asked some of your friends and you got me one, but that was very like up in the air. Yeah. I had Riot give you one. They were hard to come by. <laughs> I had Riot give you one, I remember that. Because Riot was super excited for you to write. <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, I remember I had to use I had to use DeviantArt for a while, which I which I'm not not God, super proud uh, of. Reading fic on DeviantArt was a was a low was a low point in, in fandom history, man. Yeah. Yeah it was. Man, the strike through really fucked us though. Cause Live Journal was perfect. Live Journal was great. I don't know why everyone didn't migrate to Dreamwith. Again, because it's just the source code of Live Journal and yeah, like, I don't know why. I mean, like, I like AO3 because they have lawyers. Yeah, no shit. And they're a non-profit, mm-hmm. which is also nice. Mm-hmm. They are a non-profit organization. And, yeah, like, I actually even posed this question, like, on my public Twitter. I was like, guys, why didn't Dreamwith become the new fandom space? Because, you know, a lot of the discourse around FanExus is that fandom is kind of stuck on Twitter right now because it's one of the only main social media platforms that allow porn of any kind, like yeah. erotica or above 18 content. So that everyone's just kind of hanging out on Twitter, but it's awful for like organizing communities and closed spaces and stuff. So people, people are desperate for something new, for something else that is kind of like Tumblr or kind of like LiveJournal. And yeah, I I don't know why it's not Dreamwith, I guess because it's kind of dated and old. That's the only thing I can think of. Apparently a lot more people use Pillowfort than I realized. I thought Pillowfort tanked hard, but some people apparently use it. Yeah, Pillowfort seemed weird. I didn't want to get into that. Like, people were telling me to do it, and I was like, no, thank you. Like, honestly, I don't... uh, This is... I'm trying to think of a way to say this that sounds not quite so sociopathic um i'm not in fandom to make friends anymore i have enough friends i don't want any new ones so tumblr's fine for me because i'm just gonna be on it and post random shit and people can either like it or not like it and i don't give a shit uh i'm not really there for the social aspect because i'm i'm done being social i have i have my friends and (laughs) Well, and good. yeah, like we've said this before, but fandom is such a hostile place now. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's fucking hard to make friends. It's a mean job. People, yeah, people are just so hostile and bitchy all the time. And I, God, I can't imagine like being like a teenager or something nowadays, like trying to get into fandom for the first time. I can't even. It, that's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Because like... Basically, it's like a teenager like reads something or watches something that they like, so they go and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna try out fandom," and they basically get in- indoctrinated into like the cult of antiism because you're a youth and you don't know any better and like avoid adults. But here's the thing: I don't get like when I was when I was a youth, when I was a teenager or whatever, like 
I wanted nothing more than to be taken seriously and to be treated like an adult and to to have experiences that people didn't think I was ready for. Yeah. And I did. Often on the internet, I was in places I shouldn't have been at 15 and 16. Oh, definitely. You know, I snuck into bars as a child <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Same. I'm not here to say that that is a good thing or that, you know, that's something teenagers need to do in order to have positive experiences. But I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Like, I knew I was breaking the rules and that I was going after stuff that I wanted that other people think I shouldn't have. Yeah. Like, that was kind of part of the fun of being a teenager is deciding you're ready for something and then going out and experiencing it. And from what I gather today... Teenagers want the opposite. Yeah. They want to like self infantilize and stay like babies forever, like never experience anything challenging or different or, you know, transgressive or yeah. exciting. And that's just like, man, if that's what you want, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but goddamn, that seems fucking boring. And like, I get it on, to, um, on a certain extent because I understand that the world is dying right now and and burning and we're all watching it happen on the news and you you don't want to grow up and have to be have to be responsible have to be responsible for it and i get that and i i I do i empathize but like stop telling people you're a minor on the internet you gotta stop doing that that's that's so dangerous that's not okay like i'm sorry i know i've mentioned this on the show before but you really gotta stop doing that it's it's dangerous and it's scary and you need to understand that pedophiles are not going to, to they're not going to respect you saying minor don't interact don't interact <laughs> like they're going to lie to you i lied about my age from ages 9 to 19 to get in the internet in places that i should not have been and some of those were bad experiences and some of them weren't that's just kind of how life works but, like, again, I didn't know what I was doing the whole time because I was nine, not three. What I struggle with is them coming into, especially, like, adult-oriented fandoms like Hannibal or Husband Hotel, and demand that everybody else not only treat them like children, but everybody else needs to sugarcoat and just water down the fandom to make them comfortable. Yeah, and like their own experiences. Hold on, there's a great tweet that I... And like, the thing is, I will... Yes, while Kelty pulls up her tweet, like, (laughs) I have a theory that it's just that art and film and movies and books and television are just so corporatized at this point in history and so defanged and milquetoast and non-threatening and everything is just absolutely catered to like the young teenager demographic that when anything exists that is not for them they literally don't know how to cope with that okay so i found the tweet yeah i'm not gonna say any names don't don't harass this person they're probably like 12 but they're talking about the hannibal fandom so Mm -hmm. (laughs) a fandom about a cannibal serial killer yeah not not for kids (laughs) but Anyway, it's rated MA and everything, regardless of all that. The tweet says, Minors should be respected in fandom spaces, and that includes not having kink as the foundation of your fandom. Now, this tweet's fun because uh, that's the foundation of fandom in general. That's it. That's that's what it is. Yeah, like, 
when, when women in the 70s were writing their Star Trek fanfiction on typewriters and mailing it through the fucking postal service, that was the point. Yep. Like, was sexual expression. Sex is not bad. Sex is not evil. It really fucking freaks me out that we are kind of teetering back into this, like, sex-negative space me as a society. Je n'aime pas. It's unnerving. But, like, sex is good and fun, and it's okay to talk about with your friends and with people you feel comfortable with. Like, we were having this conversation, actually, with an Italian friend of ours, how they say that, you know, casual conversations about sex with their friends is normal. She is talking with her girlfriends all the time about good sex, bad sex, sex they had, whatever, what they like, what they don't like. And we were like, dang, if we so much as allude to sex in front of one of our friends here in Canada, he has a minor panic attack. (laughs) Because he's so uncomfortable with the mere notion of, like, sexuality. And she was like, oh man, I thought like, things in Canada and America would be better. And I'm like, you severely underestimate how sex-negative the former British colonies are. Yeah. Like, Puritanism and Victorianism did a fucking number on all of the British colonies. Yeah. It's in, it's literally in the law, like, Puritanical Victorian British law about bodies and sexualities and laws, like, laws about sodomy and laws about pornography and categorizing that as, like, moral filth all happened during the 1860s, 1870s, because that was the time that there was this sort of moral panic around people having access to sex and being in charge of their own sexuality. This is also a time where a lot of a lot of sodomy laws get put on the books in England and around English colonies for the first time. So that's the thing I don't get, is that they have, like, you can think sex is icky, fine. Like, I'm, whatever, I think you're wrong, but fine. Like, I'm not going to tell you that so you, have, you have to live a certain way. But the thing I don't get is when it's dressed up as this incredibly progressive, like, save the children sort of, you know, large QAnon quotes, because it's just regressive victorianism all over again yeah and you can live like a victorian if you want i guess i just think you're stupid for doing it the thing that really unnerves me is that these young kids in fandom are usually some kind of queer and they're like we gotta be family friendly which (laughs) the term family friendly back in the the 80s and 90s uh meant that gays weren't allowed to be there that's that's what it that's what it was code for. Yeah, there's this weird impulse to like placate heteronormative society as if that's the route to queer acceptance yeah. and and queer liberation is like placating the like Disney-esque sexless neutered society of corporate consumerism totally neutering queer sexual experience and the transgressive nature of even being queer. Like, they don't think that being queer is radical or transgressive anymore, and it very much is, because people regularly die and are killed and are ostracized and are disowned for being queer. And the idea of, like, trying to appease your corporate masters with, like, 
ooh-woo, family-friendly, sparkly bullshit is the wrong take, my man. Yeah. You will not succeed that way. You will just be all the sadder when you fail. That's the thing that stands out to me, is that because these are all queer kids, like, it seems very disconnected. Because, like, the whole thing, like, our friend who has a meltdown every time we talk about sex is straight. And uh, we we were all the everybody else was queer in that group, and yes. so we didn't <laughs> we didn't have that same limitation because we weren't because like when you grow up queer and basically you're told that sex is icky and that light that you know you can't touch somebody, um, and who you are is negative and bad because gayness is bad. You kind of just, once you reach a certain point, realize that it's all bullshit and you can talk about sex and none of it matters. You don't, just don't, like... Well, when, when your whole existence, like, is counter to a moral narrative that society is pushing, you start to also question the other moral narratives that exactly. society is pushing. Because you you are told, you know... Gay is bad, gay is effeminate, gay is slutty, gay is diseased, or whatever, you know, myths from the 80s. And you kind of look at yourself and you're like, I'm not any of those things. Yeah. Maybe society is feeding me a line of bullshit. I I wonder what other lines of bullshit society is feeding me. And so you start to realize that, like, the puritanical, like, squeamishness around sex is really fucking stupid. And, like, being able to normalize sex and talking about sex with your friends and talking about your good experiences and your bad experiences is 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 positive and like that's that's good you 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 shouldn't be ashamed about your sexuality about having sex about normalizing healthy sexual behavior and yeah i just my queer friends get that mm-hmm. and my straight friends don't yeah <laughs> because even even if they're supposedly you know like woke and liberal and you know anti-marriage anti-misogyny so or whatever hard. they're still so fucking uncomfortable about just the just the idea of sex like i i not even to just like pick on our one friend yeah but, like a most lot of them, of them are, yeah yeah and that's just not something i encounter like that's it's just too big a part of my life yeah and it so it stands out to me because all these queer kids are like no actually puritanicalism is right in this one aspect sex is icky and bad sex is icky and bad for everybody and it's like well no (laughs) and people talk about how queerness isn't inherently sexual which is true but sex is a big part of it that's the point it's, like, the whole reason that I am ostracized from the norm is because of who I have sex with and how I have sex. Like, if all I did was just cut my hair short and then slept with men and was quiet about it, uh... You're a tomboy, but yeah, yeah there's nothing there's nothing transgressive or upsetting about you. Like, yeah. it's super disingenuous to divorce queerness and the queer experience entirely from sexuality which is what a lot of people seem to want to do now yeah like it's like when you run into like it's it's cleaving very close to like people who identify as heterosexual queers 
You ever seen those people? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can't with that, and I can't with partners. Oh, what's the... What's the one... Queer platonic? Yes! Thank you, queer platonic. I hate that bullshit. Queer platonic is dumb to me. Yeah, queer platonic like, is Whatever, weird. people people want to call their queer friendships special and like sure, I guess, if you need a if you need a special word for that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine, but like don't don't come at me with it. I don't I don't need that. I don't just But like I just I just have gay friends. And and straight friends and they all know who they are. So I don't I don't need to <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to yeah, decide who goes in what group. It's like a useless label to me because like yeah yeah my friendships between my queer friends and my straight friends are different. My friendships between all of my friends are different. Yeah, I have yeah all of my friends have a different relationship with me. That's kind of the point. Like I'm I didn't just clone a bunch of people to be my my entourage. But, like, the... It just... I get where it started, the the separation of sexuality from homosexuality. Like, I, I get that. I get that the reason that they did it was because people were like, you can't have gays in, in children's movies because automatically, even if they just mention that they're gay... It's somehow sexual. It's somehow sexual and bad, and kids kids will become gay for it. This inherent association of queerness with explicit dirtiness. Yeah. And, like, so I get it. I get what you're trying to do when you're, like... I get what you're trying to counteract. Yeah. Queerness isn't inherently sexual. That is true. But sex is still very much involved with how we differ from heterosexual people. Like, that's... It's kind of well, and just hetero heteronormative society yeah. at large, like not even straight individuals, but just our goddamn culture and society that is organized around having like a breeding pair reproduce and replace themselves in the population, so the economy can keep chugging along. Oh, god! Like so much of our environment is based around the presumption of heteronormativity. And you don't really not you don't really see it unless you're a queer person, because mm-hmm. it's just so omnipresent that the world caters to you in a certain way. Yeah, which is is proven if you talk to any straight person on Twitter, really, because they'll do this thing where it's like, well, I don't shove it down your throats, and hey, like I have news, <laughs> you do. Even yeah. if you don't realize that you do, you're shoving it directly into our throats. At all times. Anytime you talk about your wife or husband having a wedding band, mm-hmm. having your fucking kids screaming around where they shouldn't be. Oh my god. <laughs> I just... Alright, so, what do we think about Fanexus? Yeah, Fanexus is a garbage fire. Like, it, not yet, but it's... it's it's a. It's off to a rocky start. Tinder is all there. It's yeah, a, it is off to a rocky start. It's a dumpster, and somebody threw in a bunch of like rags covered in kerosene in there. One one wrong move, and it's just gonna go up in flames. And I don't think I don't think that they should go through with it. Honestly, I think that this is a bad this is a bad thing and they should shut the idea down for a while figure your shit it just out needs to yeah it needs to go back to the drawing table yeah they just don't have anything like concrete there's no linear path for them to follow 
No. Like, maybe if we just get all these people in a room, we can make it happen. A metaphorical room. <laughs> a Discord server. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's not how shit works. Yeah, no, no it's not. It's, it's just really disheartening that they don't have any kind of, like, they don't have, like, an employee structure. No. Which is worrisome. You know what it sort of reminds me of? Tell a me. little bit. Is uh, DashCon. A little bit! Yeah! yeah. But at least, like, DashCon was, like, an outright fraud, wherein they, like, they stole money from con attendees. Yeah. Uh, I don't know... So, yeah, fucking, for... fucking Benexus has yet to be proven to be a fraud. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not great. Y'all need to go back to the drawing table, get some shit figured out, yeah, and start over. It's a little bit like DashCon, though, where people just had a good idea and didn't realize the work and manpower that goes into organizing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, man. So, bets on the table, do you think Fanexus is going to get off the ground? No. I'm, I have more doubts now. I don't know if they have enough reach anymore. Like, because the only people, to my knowledge, who are aware of it are, like, super into pro-shipper spaces already. Like, mm-hmm. this is not extended to, like, generalized fandom yet. Mm-hmm. And so, unless they have, like, really aggressive fundraising campaigns for people who have not heard of this drama, I don't know. I have my reservations. They might prove me wrong. Like, they might linger a little bit longer, but I'll be surprised if they're around, like, a year or two after launch. Yeah. Which is yeah. sad, because I want them to win. Like I said, I want them to get somewhere. Well, yeah, I so, I so like the idea of there being an alternative to Twitter or Tumblr or something. Where but... there isn't bullying. But the thing is, if anything, you proved that you aren't the people to do that. <laughs> because y'all are bullies. Or you gotta have, like, yeah, you need to bring in some fucking professionals, like... It is no longer amateur hour if you want to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. I think on paper, and I feel like I haven't changed my stance too much from the first uh, discussion of Fanexus, but I think on paper I like the idea oh, yeah, me too. of a, you know, anything goes, anti-bullying space. I, even upon first hearing about it, though, I just wasn't sure that was something that would realistically be able to survive. Yeah. People are aggressive and antagonistic and bullies by nature. Mm-hmm. Especially on the internet, where you have a sense of anonymity. Especially in mm-hmm. a place designed to counteract that sort of behavior, because now people are just pushing the limits. Yeah. They're literally, like, there's going to be disagreements on what is bullying and, like, what is actionable behavior and what is not, and people are going to think that that shows some kind of favoritism between one set of beliefs or another, and the minute you have an, a, a, like, flashpoint event like that, I can't imagine, like, a huge number of fans of users are going to cleave away because they they didn't like how you handled, you know, X drama and you're going to have to have a lot of user base, I guess. You're going to have to have a lot of users to counteract that. It was a good idea, but it's not a viable it's, idea. It's kind of like, this is maybe not a fair comparison. So let me say that at the outset. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
kind of like parlor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you have parlor, which exists to be a quote conservative social media site because fucking crybaby conservatives think that fucking Facebook and Twitter are biased against them. And they need a safe space. Yeah, they need a safe space from the mean libs who are constantly dunking on them. So they created Parlor, and like the problem with that is that everyone from like I don't know, your Trump voting uncle, to PragerU to fucking hardcore QAnon cultists are on Parlor. And like literal neo-Nazis. So it's hard to maintain that space when you have literal, like, insane QAnon neo-Nazis as part of your user base. Because then, oh god, this is another thing about Fanexus we didn't even get into. So Fanexus is, is, they have a stance. And that stance is, like, they allow people to openly self-identify as maps. Oh. Do we know what maps are? M-A-P. Yeah. I don't remember what the actual letters stand for. M-A-P stands for Minor Attracted Person. That's what it was. Otherwise known as a pedophile (laughs) or... And a febophile. So, like, that's not great. <laughs> no, that's because, not great. Like, in their quest to be pro everything, they have decided that, like, they will allow openly identified MAPs, and if you don't like that, you have to block those people. And that's probably not the best take, you know, to come down on the side of people who openly acknowledge and identify as people who just have a sexual attraction to minors and treat it like it is a sexual orientation like homosexuality or bisexuality. It has a flag. It does have a flag. I mean, fucking anything can have a flag, man. Oh yeah, I don't don't care if you have a flag. (laughs) Yeah, like people are big mad about that. Which I get. Like, yeah. I, don't, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I don't want necessarily the rights of people who openly identify as being sexually attracted to minors being catered to by this supposed anti-bullying space yeah. and like anti-persecution space. To me, that is just sending a message that we value users and the rights of this group more than anyone who is a victim of abuse or just flat-out uncomfortable with someone co-opting identity rhetoric to yeah. kind of normalize their their weird sexual attraction, kind of couching it in this language of woke identity politics to make it seem non-threatening. Like, that's super fucking sinister, and I yeah. don't like it. I don't like the idea of them being emboldened to claim this identity and organize like, they are a persecuted class. Yeah. Don't want that at all. Especially in the name of anti-bullying. Yeah. Anti-harassment. Yeah. Not, so, not a fan. I can't believe that fucking slipped my mind entirely. Because I was like, <laughs> god damn, there's more Fanex's drama going on. Yikes. Yeah, huge fucking yikes. And like, again, as we've said, ages of consent are different throughout the world. Sure. 
but like this this is specifically like prepubescent people yeah like people who are not sexually mature and yeah it's it's different to claim as an adult i specifically like minors to equate that with like a persecuted queer identity is gross and recalls a lot of like old school equating homosexuals to pedophiles yeah like mm-hmm. I do not want that reinforced by this space. No. Because aunties do enough of that. Yeah. And you really do. don't need to fucking help them make that argument, Fanexus. No, you don't. Ugh. Well, I guess we'll see if the dumpster catches on fire. Yeah. We like, shall. It's going to be a rocky launch. Like, all launches are rocky. This one's going to be one for the books. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about the thing? I think we talked about the thing. I feel like we talked enough about the thing. Well, until next time, everybody. <laughs> to the people of Fanexus, uh, we really hope you get your shit together, because, again, we're rooting for you. Yep. And and be better, I suppose. Get rid of the maps, though. Thank yeah, you. fucking <laughs> knock that shit off. <laughs> that is a bad take. That's, this is not a good call. Uh, Alright, <laughs> so. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at blissfullyshow. Links to the YouTuber there. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, smash that bell. <laughs> and until next time, bye. 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 Kendra lectures you about the messy drama episode.